I'm Keenan Heidi, Donation Consultant with Donor Alliance. And I'm Claire Talon, Donation Consultant with Donor Alliance. And you're listening to Transforming Lives, the Donor Alliance podcast. Welcome to Transforming Lives, the Donor Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Keenan Heidi. Joining me is Claire Talon, my co-host. And today we have a very special guest, Cheryl Talley, uh, Director of Public Relations for Donor Alliance. Cheryl, welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so happy to be able to share our story at Donor Alliance. Great. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I've only been with Donor Alliance for about nine months, I've, but I've been in marketing and communications for over 20 years. We'll just leave it at that. Um, and I made the switch to nonprofit about nine years ago after my husband passed away. I felt like I really wanted to have a mission in my job, not just a, a job for uh, making money and really wanted to make sure I was making a difference in this world. So I switched over to nonprofits in the last nine years I was working with social services here in Colorado. And then that opportunity came up to be at Donor Alliance and I thought this is the best way of helping our community through saving lives through organ and tissue donation. Great. And we ask all of our guests this question. Do you have a personal connection to donation? You know, it started out with um, understanding the journey that someone goes through after losing a loved one. Um, So that was part of my connection. That's got me started on the journey towards Donor Alliance. And then um, during the whole interview process and as I was, you know, accepting the job, I found out that I needed an aortic valve replacement. So now I feel I understand and I really want to emphasize the importance of tissue donation as well as organ donation, and now I really do have that connection because of it. Yeah, going through that firsthand and having that experience probably definitely gives you a totally different view on the mission and, and the work that we do. It really does. It, it, it obviously was very personal to me, um, and it's the heart of the matter, no pun intended, with the aortic valve. But I think that people always talk about tissue donation, and they don't really understand what that means and what it looks like. Um, but it is not only healing, it is life-saving. It saved my life. Um, I mean, without um, a proper functioning valve, I wouldn't be here today. So it was really um, important to emphasize not only organ donation, but tissue donation could be saving and healing as well. Great. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's always nice to get these perspectives um, from our coworkers that we don't always get the chance to interact with on that level day to day. So thank you. Um, With that being said, since you're here to talk to us about the donor registry, can you also just give us an overview of how the PR department here at Donor Alliance operates and what you guys all do? Oh, wow. That's a big question. So, so, uh, you know, the PR departments and marketing departments of whether you're nonprofit or profit, we all are trying to get the word out there about whatever we're doing, right? So we utilize multiple channels of communications, whether it's social media, um, the earned media from press, um, we do with press releases. Um, we also utilize um, other outreaches as well. So we're at a lot of community events, um, but the, one of the strongest things that we do is that public education portion. Um, and we really, that's the important thing about what we're trying to do here, not fundraising. We're not out there trying to sell a product. We're out there to inspire and to educate the public about what we do at Donor Alliance and how life-saving and life-healing it is. And it is in a community um, building uh mission that we're doing because this is about helping one another um, in the most difficult times in their lives. So um, education and inspiration is the is the goal of whatever we do and, and hopefully we'll, we'll encourage people to not only to register for um, to be a donor 
but also to in, have that, that conversation. So we like to call it the heart conversation um, in their home and to discuss their decision to be a donor. So that's our main job in marketing and communications. And one of the ways we do it um, is through um, transplantation science classes in the classroom um, that we have at high schools and at middle schools. We also offer speakers bureaus, so we go out in the community and speaking to chambers of commerce and other and organizations within um, Colorado and Wyoming, um, and just really explaining what it means to be an organ and tissue donor. Great, thank you. So Cheryl, what is the donor registry? Ah, the donor registry, that's my life. Okay, <laughs> so the donor registry uh, is simply the place where you would say, I say yes to donation. So it's where you sign up um, as an organ, eye, and tissue donor um, at the time of your death when you become a donor. So it's not like a living, it's not a place where you want to register to be a living donor. It's not for a full, a whole body donation. It's about organ, eye, and tissue donation for transplantation um, at your death. So um, you can register for donation, to be a donor um, on our website, um, donatelifecolorado.org and donatelifewyoming.org, or when you get your um, driver's license or state ID. That's the most popular place to do it, where you see that heart on your license, and that means you are registered as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Great, and so if I don't join the registry, is there another way to make my decision to be a donor known? Well, you know, having that conversation with your family is always important because, um, you know, you we talk about it on the registry as your decision because it is a first-person um, authorization. Um, it's like a, it's like a living will, but. If you have that conversation with your family and talk about what that means to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor, um, then they would have the sense of hope and, and, and knowledge that you have made that decision. So it's not the onus and that, 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 dis that difficult decision during a difficult time isn't on them. They've had that conversation. So that is another way to do it. And again, I would always say um, if, you if you just moved into Colorado and you haven't had an opportunity or moved into Wyoming, to get your license renewed, you can always go and register on the, the sites, which are donatelifecolorado.org and donatelifewyoming.org. Now, you keep mentioning Colorado and Wyoming, and that's obviously our service area, but how do we look um, in terms of where we stand with our donor designation rate throughout the country? You know, we are very lucky to live in two of the most um, generous states in the nation. Um, Colorado is, at, um, is number one in the nation at a 68% donor designation rate, and Wyoming is at 61%, um, and they're number four. And we are very proud of the fact that we live in, a, in two states that are probably the most generous um, out there, which we always talk about, you know, Colorado strong and Wyoming is strong and helping, I think has a lot to do with this, this the mentality of helping others and Colorado is very important to our DNA um, as uh, you know, Coloradans and Wyomingites. So um, yeah, so we are very proud of those numbers um, that we are leading the nation in donor designation rate. And it's just a little background if you might, if I can add, you know, the average um, donor designation rate in America is around 48%. Um, and so that really, we are significantly higher than the average. What are some common myths about being on the donor registry? Uh, that's a great question. Um, there's some 
shocking ones and there's some that you would expect. And the number one that I think is shocking, it's a hassle to register to be an organ eye and tissue donor. It's the easiest thing. You just say yes when you get your license or your state ID or you can go to our site, DonateLifeColorado.org or DonateLifeWyoming.org. So it's easy. Um, the other big myth is that my religion doesn't allow it. And the fact is that all major religions um, support organ eye and tissue donation. And they see it as a final act of love and generosity towards others. Um, one that I think you may hear a lot is that if I get my that heart on my license, then the doctors will not try hard to save my life. And we know that that is not a fact. That is that donation is only an option after all the efforts to save the patient have failed. And saving a patient's life is the healthcare provider's only concern. And we know that firsthand. So, you know, just to piggyback on that, because um, we do hear that a lot in the hospitals, uh, who has access to the registry? Can the physicians even or a nurse even access the registry? I know someone has the heart on the license, but are there other ways to get that information? That information is confidential. We're obviously, it's only accessible during that opportunity when it is time for considering donation. Uh, so yes, it's not something that they can actually access at all. So it's really a confidential document, confidential information that we, we have access to only when donation is a possibility. Great. Thank you for clarifying that for us. And my favorite one I always love to um, talk about is I'm too old to donate or um, no, they're not going to want my organs because I'm just not healthy enough. Um, and we always say you're never too old and you're never too sick to register, that we leave that decision up to the doctors to make that final decision. Um, but we always talk about the oldest donor was 105 years old here in Colorado. So that is never um, a concern, so don't worry about that. And we know that it's a, it's a, a wonderful act of, of love, but it's also no matter what your age and your status and your health, you can be a registered um, organ, eye, and tissue donor. Um, and I think the other, uh, uh, famous myth, I think, is that my family will just decide for me. Um, and I think that that's putting a lot of pressure on your family during a difficult time. And I really would reiterate that, you know, have that conversation with your family, um, make that decision um, to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor before you even have that, you know, something were to happen so you know that your family does not have to have that decision of whether you want it to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor or not. Um, it's, it, you've had that conversation and you're registered so then they know and it gives them comfort and, and we've heard this over and over again, it gives them hope. Um, we hear that from a lot of the people that we work with who are our advocates for life, who are from donor families or recipients, knowing that their loved one um, made that decision uh, that is such a comfort to them, and it gives them hope. So, and they're like the major um, myths that we we deal with uh, every day, and that's part of our job is to go out there and educate and inspire them, and to understand and to know the facts about donation. So, and you know, I, I wanted to add another just because I think this is uh, relevant. Sometimes I hear that well, I'm probably not going to be able to have a viewing. Oh, that's 
that is also a big myth. You're absolutely right, Keenan. Um, yeah, as in fact, open caskets are possible for organ eye and tissue donation, that we take the most care of the, their loved one, and they have the ability to still have an open casket if need be, if they want to have that. It is definitely um, a myth. So we, do, we really want to make sure that everybody knows that they can still go forward with a, um, an open casket. Yeah, great. Thanks for uh, clarifying that. And, you know, I, I want to get back just briefly to families having these conversations. I think that's so critical to make sure that everyone understands that regardless of your choices, that families, if they don't have the, the knowledge, they don't, in many cases, know what to do. And so I'm wondering, are there things that we could do in the community to help them feel more comfortable about discussing these really heavy topics? You know, we try to give a lot of information to the community on how to start that conversations. And so I always say come to DonorAlliance.org, um, and there's so many different resources that we have that we can share about what we do and how, and how that decision is made. And we talk about the transplantation process and that whole donor process so they really do get some comfort and some information, and you get the facts about it. Um, so it's a great place to start. Um, and if you ever wanted to just you know, ask those questions, you can – you follow us on social media. We are always providing that kind of information as well. Um, you can, uh, you know, give us a call you know, here at Donor Alliance, and there's somebody from the PR department who will help you and work, walk you through that process and making that decision as well. So we are always o open to having that conversation with you before you have that heart conversation with your family. Awesome. Thank you. Great. That's been a really good overview of the registry. Thank you for sharing all that information with us. Um, while we have you here, you know, how would someone go about getting involved with Donor Alliance? Oh, I'd love to be able to share that. Um, so all the ways you can find out about um, ways to get involved, you can go to our website, donoralliance.org. But I'll talk about a few today. One of the ways is being one of our educators in our transplantation science classes. It's a great opportunity to, to be out in the community with young kids and um, have an opportunity to share about transplantation science. Another way is to be involved in our Speakers Bureau. If you're interested in supporting us as we go out and doing outreach in the community, you can help us with our Speakers Bureau. Um, another way you can get involved is to come to one of our wonderful events. We have great events um, all throughout uh, Colorado and Wyoming, including our Donor Dash, which we just had a couple weeks ago. It's a great opportunity to really learn about what we do and to walk alongside or run alongside um, organ recipients as well as donor families. Um, and then the best way to be involved also is to become an advocate for life, whether it's by formally volunteering and being part of our outreach or just by being an advocate for life by sharing your story with your family and helping to help others um, know about the registry and be a donor um, on their and they'll have the little heart on their license so that's just some ways to learn about um, donor alliance from our website and ways to get involved great thank you and thank you for your time today um, we really appreciate hearing from you and learning about a little bit of a different uh, part of the Donor Alliance team. And Keenan, do you have anything else you want to ask Cheryl? No, Cheryl Talley, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and helping us get some of this information out to our community. Well, from a marketing standpoint, you guys are doing an awesome job, and thank you for getting the word out there for what we do at Donor Alliance and making it a community event. So thank you again for sharing all that we do and how we save lives every day through organ and tissue donation. Thank you for listening to Transforming Lives, the Donor Alliance podcast. 
If you have any questions or any ideas for a show, send us an email to podcast at donoralliance.org.